So Sanjana, it's it's hot. We're all in Europe. How has your day been so far? <laughs> hey, jo- Joel. Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me here. My day hey. so far has been great. Um, like you said, summer in Europe, so no complaints. 31 degrees, a little too hot maybe, <laughs> but it's nice. Enjoy it while, while it lasts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it won't last long. <laughs> nope. Well, it welcome to just rab- a few days. Yeah, welcome to Rabbit Hole Stories. It's a pleasure having you on. Um, and uh, we're very interested in hearing how you discovered Bitcoin and what it is you're doing in the space now and the projects you're working on. Because we already know what you're working on. We're fascinated to hear about it. So how about we just plunge straight in, Sanjana, and, and go for your Bitcoin origin story? Sure. So uh, like many women actually in the space right now, I was orange pulled by my husband. Um He actually was interested in Bitcoin since I would say almost the beginning, you know, okay, 2013. Uh, And he didn't do anything then. He didn't invest in Bitcoin, but he was just always well-informed, reading about what's going on. And then about two years ago, um, I think actually just close to when COVID was was over, you know, I I constantly heard about it, everyday conversation. Uh, I should have invested in Bitcoin back then. You know, it's the, it, it's the future. There's so much going on. And it never really interested me because for me, it was just I, I, I was never my background is not in um, finance or economics or uh, anything related to Bitcoin in that matter. So for me, nothing really ever hit. Um, I know he used to spend hours a day just doing his own thing, researching and all of that. And then I think one day. So we actually used to run a business together and then we sold that off. So I was kind of figuring out what I want to do next and, you know, what direction I want to take. I I actually have a background in marketing. So I took some interest. I said, okay, let's learn about Bitcoin. You know, you're so passionate about it. I'd love to just sit and actually, you know, take some interest and and, and see if it's something for me. Um, So every day we'd, we'd spend like two or three hours. He'd get his big whiteboard out, start teaching me a little bit about Bitcoin and then something really hit. And then I, I just saw the way it was adopting. I saw the way the price was going up. You know, I saw I, I, there was a bit of interest there. I thought, OK, maybe he is on to something. Um, started doing a lot of my own research. But then the thing that really hit me the most was not the technical part about Bitcoin. It was not um, what is a block? What is it made of? Uh, what are nodes? You know, how, how to run your own node? It was It was none of that. It was a lot of that stuff that interested him. But I think for me, I needed something else that really struck with Bitcoin. So for me, it was more about the empowerment fact. It was the it was that Bitcoin is freedom money. Um, it's that it's helped a lot of countries or, or people in countries where governments are corrupt, where uh, inflation is an issue, where money is an issue. Um, and I, I heard a lot of stories about Bitcoin there, and I just did a lot of my own research. And I said, okay, this this sounds interesting. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's do our own research. And then, yeah, now, I he- now I'm here two years later, deeply into the rabbit hole and uh, trying to get more people in there with me now. So yeah, that's kind of my story, my background. Nice, nice. And you are one of the co-founders of Wiser. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe tell us quickly what uh, the service is all about, what you guys envision with it? Sure, sure. So Wiser is a free gamified Bitcoin and financial literacy app. Uh, we're five co-founders at Wiser, uh, two technical co-founders who are from Switzerland. And then there's me, uh, Harsh, who's my hus- now husband, the, the guy who orange filled me, and 
another guy from London. So the three of us work on the product and marketing side. And we actually came together with a very common vision and mission. We met at a Bitcoin conference last year, I would say, and we just saw a big space in the industry for orange pilling and education, right? We saw that, okay, Bitcoin is this great empowerment tool. Um, it's the future. Why, why is there no hyper-Bitcoinization yet? Why are more people not in the space? Why do more, more people not know about such a great tool that exists? So that's how we kind of came up with gamified learning. It, you know, we always, we, all of us are familiar with Duolingo. We've all used it, love the model. Um, kind of wanted to apply that to financial literacy in general. Um, you know, Bitcoin comes as an empowerment tool from financial literacy. So Wiser doesn't only teach about Bitcoin and the fundamentals. We actually teach people what is money. We teach people about Austrian economics. Um, we teach people about investing in the stock market. So it's really the whole um backdrop it's really everything about money i mean there's over 400 classes on the premium version now so there's so much content to go over and while we all had our personal stories this was kind of a common vision to create wiser so we've been working on it for about a year now and we launched uh publicly about four months ago um so yeah for me for me a little bit more about the personal story is that i have zero background in finance or economics and I think it just sucks that you need a background to be able to, you know, manage your money, that you're never taught about it in school, you're never taught about it in college. It's um, It should be a mandatory subject. It should be something that everyone learns about. And so, I mean, everyone gets a job, right? Everyone has savings. Everyone has money. How do you manage that? We don't know. We don't know. We, we, we self-teach ourselves, most of us. Um, so for me, it was just about being financially empowered and for a lot of women in the space as well, for a lot of women from India, especially, we don't know how to do this. So definitely a big gap in the market that we saw. And we're just trying to um, fill that in through through a fun way where, you know, gamified learning is something we see users being, um, our users are going to be sticky and, and retention is high. So that's that's kind of where we are right now. It's fascinating that you were talking about the fact that obviously it was your now husband that originally orange peeled you, but his main focus and interest i suppose was like the um monetary side of it yeah. um and yours was more of the the fundamentals of freedom and and um empowerment within um you know the world and different communities and things like that so uh, th this is the fascinating thing about bitcoin for me personally is that it's got so many different touch points um all roads lead back to bitcoin so in the sense that you know if you've got an interest or um you feel that there's there's something that can positively change the world for the better. Bitcoin is a good thing to to sort of start learning more about. And if you've integrated that into your wiser application um, with with all the diff different touch points, I think you're onto um, something um, special. And um, especially with the Duolingo, I've used that uh, a few times. And uh, although I don't have the patience and um, uh, competency to really dedicate myself to learning a new language um i think with with something like wiser um and being an educational space within the bitcoin ecosystem is is something that's well needed um what's the reception been like so far since you've launched yeah for sure so uh we've actually done zero paid marketing since we've launched we've just kind of tried to see how we're going to grow organically um you know do people like the product the first few months we really just spent perfecting it because 
we have a great community of users. We had a bunch of beta testers initially, so we took a lot of their feedback and uh, implemented that into our app. So we are, we've actually crossed 7,000 users now, eight, almost 8,000 actually. Now, I think in the past two months, we've been growing like exponentially. Um, we're kind of just using Twitter, social media, uh, word of mouth, you know, coming in articles and magazines, doing podcasts. Um, we were featured in the Economic Times in India as one of the most, uh, as one of the six apps that's great for financial empowerment. And, and we didn't know until one of the users actually told us. So we're not doing too much on the marketing side right now. We kind of want to just see how we are growing organically and then um, use that mm. to target specific people when when eventually doing ads, right? Like Like you said, there's so many different target groups in the Bitcoin space, right? And we're going to be using that for personalization and onboarding users onto our app. So even though we have classes on the technical side, on the socioeconomic side, on um, just how the monetary system is so broken, people people need to be orange-pilled in different ways. And we see Wiser as the best orange-pilling tool. So while it's a Bitcoin and financial education app, it's actually being used as an orange pill service because we don't think that anything like that exists right now, right? Like we found different ways. We found target groups like veterans. Uh, we've even found people in the yoga space. And we found people, um, like I said, women, like everyone has to be orange filled in such a different manner. And I think really hacking the art of orange filling these people is the key to hyper Bitcoinization, right? Like if it's such a great tool, why, why aren't billions of users in the space yet? It's because we really need to find um, the right way to, to get a bunch of different people on board. Like we're lacking so many women in the space. And I think that's, um, it's interesting. I actually spoke to one woman who was a, a podcaster and she said that when you get one woman in Bitcoin, you'll actually get 20x the effect because women are so good at, you know, telling stories and, and getting their friends and their daughters and mothers and everyone else on board as well. Where Whereas men usually just get into the whole technical and, and everyone's not always interested in that. So um, yeah, hopefully the more women in the space, the more people come into Bitcoin. I, I, I think it'll be like a multiplier effect. You mentioned um, going to a meetup and this is where kind of the sort of ideas started to to come to fruition and into reality and that's mm -hmm. funny enough how joelle and i started to start this podcast by going to a meetup and i think i think there's you know um that the meeting in other bitcoiners in person is 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 very important and um we shouldn't underestimate the power in meeting up with uh, people that um, all understand and agree um, about Bitcoin and the positives that it can do uh, for the for the world. And um, when when you go to these meetups, um, what's the uh, general tone like in in the community where you uh, go to these meetups? And are there many women there? So uh, I myself have probably been to about three Bitcoin meetups now. We I, we were in Bitcoin Miami earlier this year as well, which is probably the biggest conference of the year and probably more women than other conferences, but if you see the overall ratio, no, like there's, I would say 10 to 15% of the, the crowd was women. Um, again, maybe it has to do with a lot of the talks that happen at these shows. A lot of these talks do get quite technical. Um, I personally found the talks a lot more for advanced people, for people who are already in the space. And what we've realized with Wiser as well is that it's much easier to get someone fully into Bitcoin when they even have that 10% interest, 
right? It's very hard to orange pill someone who's never heard about Bitcoin or who has zero interest in Bitcoin. I mean, I I was one of those people, right? When when my husband tried to get me in, it 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 took him a while, and um, I think that is the biggest challenge. It's it's orange pilling people who trying to make people understand why Bitcoin. And I think for that, the, the, you need to go to the root cause and explain that the monetary system is broken, right? Like, yes, people understand what inflation is, what interest rates, rates are, uh, purchasing power, but do they really know what's going on? Do people really understand that the US dollar has lost 97% of its value? No, I don't think so. Because when we went for one of these conferences, we we were just speaking to a VC and you know, she said, but okay, Bitcoin doesn't matter to me. I'm from the US. Uh, you know, I'm making good money. My money's in savings. It's growing. And I'm like, but you don't realize that that it's not, that you're actually losing your purchasing power. And I think so many people need to, like you said, need to be met in person to have like a 10 minute conversation to just be able to say, look, this this is the problem our world is facing, your country is facing. Um, the government has control over everything. And money is something that you should be in control of your own money. It shouldn't be in the control of the, in control of the state, right? So that that's a message that needs to be conveyed better. And um, it'll be slow, but we'll get there, hopefully. I, I think there's also a big part in us doing better to educate generally, because I've also been at um, Riga just this past weekend. Mm. And, you know, there have been a few good talks, but like you said, a bit more advanced also in, in different concepts, you know, and different things. And I think what's often missing is just the, the real life connection for normies who get there and maybe maybe they listen and hear Austrian economics. And there's very rarely someone explaining what's the difference between that one and Keynesian and the different models that you have. Um, or you you do often get the talk like, you know, Bitcoin is a human rights tool. Uh, I think we also had a Bitcoin and psychedelics talk in Riga. So you do have different narratives being put out currently, but they're never deep enough for a normal user to sit there. And yeah, let's face it, these um these conferences, they're great and such, but you know, someone normal who stumbles across them, they're not going to book a ticket and, and come and figure it out. They do download an app, though, and try and figure out what's going on there. And having said that, though, from your experience, what is something that we as a Bitcoin community can do better in terms of education? Is it providing more content? Is it being simpler in the way we explain things? Or what is sort of the key thing you noticed? Yeah. There? So the reason we actually started wiser is because we saw a gap in bitcoin and financial um, education right so the way most people are being taught right now is through long articles um, long youtube videos uh no structure in curriculum all this kind of teaching and and the structure is extremely outdated right like do you think an 18 year old or the new generation wants to sit up behind their laptop alone, um, look through a 40 minute, two hour long YouTube video and learn about Bitcoin there? No, that's that's not the way people learn now. They have no time. They have very low attention spans. Um, they're used to being in a very social world. So this is, these are all the elements that we saw as being crucial uh, and that need to be implemented in education. And that's what we did, right? So. If you go on the Wiser app, one class will not take you more than two to three minutes to complete. We kept it extremely short. We know that people are always on the go, you know, whether they're on their commute or just eating their lunch, they want to be able to learn about one concept and that one concept should not take them more than two minutes. The next thing is that users don't want to figure out how to link concepts together. Like 
Yes, there's great resources online like a Binance Academy or a Coinbase, but these are all in the form of blog articles, right? Like how do you link one concept to the next? Like how do you know, okay, first I need to learn what is Bitcoin. Then I need to learn what is in a block. Um, then I need to learn, um, like you said, all the humanitarian aspects and, and all of that. But this, it's, it's very unstructured online and people want a structured curriculum. They just want to be able to scroll without having to think and figure out what they want to learn next. Like I do a lot of research online and I still can't figure out how to link concepts together. Um, so that's what we provide. We also provide, we actually reward users with sats, right? So these are the smallest denomination of Bitcoin. So people can actually earn Bitcoin off our app. Now, this isn't a way for users to get rich overnight, but it's just, it's a way for users to get instant gratification. It's it's like that dopamine hit that you get, right? Like I finish one class in two minutes. I take a, qu a quiz that's only seven questions. I have to get five questions correct to earn a few sats. So it's always fun. It's a way to um, earn rewards, but also interact with the community. That, that's that's where you bring in the social aspect, right? Like we live in such a social world, whether online or whether in person, but people like to interact with, with other Bitcoiners, meet more people like them in the space. So we've also introduced like monthly and weekly leaderboards where you're actually competing with other users. So if you rank in the first 10, you uh, earn a a random amount of sats and and yeah of course the higher you get the more you earn um and then the last thing that we've incorporated is, is the gamification right so why are people so addicted to candy crush it's because you you have five lives you lose these lives you get locked out of the app so we've incorporated something similar where where you have two lives in your um in your app and then if you if you lose a life if you get questions wrong you get locked out we also have day streaks. We have uh, XPs that you earn and, and accumulate and eventually you level up and you can withdraw these sats. So we saw basically everything that the education, that the Bitcoin and financial education space is missing and try to incorporate all of that into our app right now. And it's been working great, you know, whether it's a social aspect or gamification or, or just all these elements together, it really gets users back to the app. Like our active user, um, our active user count is great. It's 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 70, 80%. And I mean, it's not like people are just installing that, finishing a class, trying to earn some money, and then they never show up. You know, they're genuinely interested. And this gets them to actually learn about more about Bitcoin. Like we've had users come up to us saying, yeah, like I knew this and this, but then I actually did so many more of your classes and realized how much I didn't know. Um, so we really do go into the nuances and I mean, again, 400 classes in the freemium version is is a lot for you to maybe not become an expert, but at least get to the level where you can have a conversation about Bitcoin and understand why it makes so much sense and, you know, why it's it's a financial empowerment tool. So I've just downloaded Great. the app while you were talking. Oh, and, um, wow. Okay. I was, I, I, I was listening and I took the first quiz and I'm, I'm so grateful I got all the answers right on the first oh, one awesome congratulations <laughs> and you know it's it's so it's so intuitive and easy to use um and straightforward and um yeah well thought out and it got me thinking like um there's lots of i mean you've got the basics of bitcoin right you've got like the known facts about how it operates in the protocol and things like that but there are things being developed continuously in the space is that something you're planning on doing is sort of like reviewing bitcoin over time and adding almost like to that curriculum in some way to further educate people or, or are you just kind of try and keep it at the basics 
No, for sure. So we're constantly adding um, content to our freemium version. You know, we we do everything in-house. There's three people working on the content and we can push like two classes a day. Um, now we've just become like experts and we've become really fast at, at, at just figuring out how to do the classes, right? There's a whole... Uh, there's a whole like thought process that goes behind creating that as well, which is the images and the the font and the you know the simplicity of the of the language. But um, we actually just introduced a pledge. So in the pledge, users can actually pay a small fee per month for the app and and uh, get access to exclusive content. So in that, what we do is we introduce news bites. So once a week, we we release like three or four classes that are relevant to what's going on in the space right now, whether it's Bitcoin or finance, right? So um, last week, we spoke about um, PayPal and, and uh, the stable coin that it's releasing. We talk about game theory, we're going to be talking about drive chain. So these are probably for the people who are a little bit more advanced, but actually just want a simple broken down um, understanding of what is going on in the Bitcoin space right now. Because again, you you go online, you research the news. It's like, it, it takes us hours to break everything down and understand because it, it can be really complex. Um, but the other thing that we've introduced that that's super interesting is the live Bitcoin classes. So once a week, we actually uh, host online classes with the community, with people who've pledged, and we bring guest speakers onto these calls. So it's super interesting because these users get a chance to actually interact with the guest speakers, right? Like last week we had Smith from Thea Wallet. Um, we've had uh, Tally and Scott Lindbergh. They created this uh, Bitcoin game called Hoddle Up. So we're getting really interesting people to speak on. And and the fact that users can actually ask them questions in 60 minutes and, and just talk to them like, like they're having a free flowing conversation with, you know, one of the, one of the big guys in the Bitcoin space, that's, also super interesting. So while we have content constantly being pushed in, I mean, there's no limit with Bitcoin, right? It's only growing. There's always so much to talk about. These exclusive features are what um, what's getting people super, super interested because they can actually make it, they, they can actually see the relevance of, of what's happening today and, and, and see how they can apply it to their own lives and really take like Bitcoin to the next level and uh, with their understanding of, of what's going on. So yeah, you mentioned the um, you mentioned the conversation you had before with the VC, and from like my past experience and, and sort of current experience also with a venture capital client, mm -hmm. I know that education is uh, always a topic where they go, yeah, we need more education, but writing the checks for education is actually quite hard for them to do. Yeah, um, what has your experience been there so far, and how are you planning on you know growing wiser? Because I'm a firm believer. I I know a lot of Bitcoiners aren't that we actually do need these Bitcoin VCs and eventually these tech yeah, VCs yeah. to also throw down some money because otherwise we won't grow, right? Yeah, no, no. I mean, you're 100% right. So up until now, we've been bootstrapped. Um, we have the developers in-house. We're doing the content in-house. So we are a very lean, versatile team. Um but like you said, at the end of the day, you have costs, you have operational costs. I mean, as much as we'd like to keep education and the base layer free, we need to find a way to monetize. So this this pledge feature that we introduced is quite new. It's just a, it's just a month old, actually. But to be able to grow at that scale um, and the way we are growing now, we're getting a lot of eyes on the app. We, of course, do need to raise funds. So it's funny that we're talking about this now, but September is the month, September, October, where 
Uh, we're going to get in touch with VCs. Uh, we've done a lot of first conversations. We've been in touch with a lot of people in the space. There has been a lot of interest for the app and, and what we're doing in general. But because it was summer, things things were a little slow. People are off. We said, okay, let's continue building. Let's take these two months to really get those numbers up and come back uh, post the summer and then you know start this fundraising process again. So we are we we are in touch with a lot of uh, VCs. People do know us in the space. Um, now we're going to see how it goes. And yeah, as much as maybe we don't want to, we we do we do want to raise the money to just accelerate growth. We have so many plans for you know development gamification features. We want to launch in different languages. So to do all of this and to do it fast, we we'll need the money for sure. Perfect. So for any Falker Ventures, Trommel Ventures, um, <laughs> Bitcoin Ventures <laughs> listeners, um, yeah, first of all, hi. And we don't need other wallets. We'll actually need different apps and uh, different ways of getting Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is on for the next couple of waves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's, I remember what you were talking about earlier about we, we, we're not educated about money or policy um, and the financial system. And I think, you know, there is an element of you know, that being deliberate, um, you know, keeping us ignorant to how it all works in some way. So it's, it's, it's empowering to see, um, there are apps like yourself, um, out there that are trying to bring that education into the space and incentivize people to, to come in and learn not only about the financial system, but about, you know, a hard asset like, like Bitcoin. And also you mentioned, um, earlier about your motivation for really getting into the space was more of the kind of, um, empowerment as well what what problem do you really sort of see in the world that big you think that bitcoin can can solve and um do you want to speak a bit more about that yeah for sure so um again this this comes a bit from like a personal background but i am from india um you know a lot of issues over there with the government um corruption uh you know, people not being people getting their bank accounts frozen overnight, um, people getting their bank accounts blocked because of their caste, their religion, their gender. Um, Bitcoin is money for everyone. Bitcoin will solve this. Uh, you know, no KYC. You don't need to know where you're from, who you are, what your background is. You just need to be. I, I mean, there's so many Indians who've gone abroad and don't live in India and are earning big checks and. How do you even send this money abroad, right? How do you, back back home, I mean, how do you even save your family? How do you send them your savings? Bitcoin is a solution to all of this, right? And yeah, I'm speaking about India, but this issue exists everywhere, whether it's Lebanon, Nigeria, a um, lot of countries in Africa, Asia, South America. Um, again, we I, I, I don't know if there's a direct correlation between uh, Bitcoin and El Salvador, but we've seen the changes that have happened in the past few years, right? Um, since it's become legal tender, we've seen crime rates fall. We've seen the economy boost up. Um, okay, maybe all credit can't be given to Bitcoin, but there has to be something related there, right? So we've actually seen it in, in real life, and we've seen that other countries want to adopt the, the, this and, and take it as legal tender as well. So uh, so yeah, it is, it is going to solve a lot of issues. Um, your purchasing power goes up instead of down. Like it, it, it's it's completely the opposite of what what the government does and how money works today. So it's it's solution. It's actually a solution for a majority of the economic problems that we face. And this isn't just in third world countries, right? This is in the U.S. This is in Europe. It's like it, it, I I don't want to use again third world and first world countries, but people in America, people in 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 Europe, they they are ignorant about it because 
they see they see that there are no issues in their country, that their government's completely fine, economic, um, there are no economic issues, uh, that these problems don't exist in their country, but it actually starts from their country. Everyone's following the US, everyone's following Europe. So if they make the changes, the changes will follow with the rest of the world as well. Yeah, and I guess these regions that for decades at this point, you know, feel either an oppression, feel left out, at one point they kind of go like, you know, if there's an outlet where we can go down a different route. I mean, you see it with the BRIC state currently, for example, they, they tried something else now as well. Um, I personally think it's just the same fat as the US dollar in a different direction. So it's not really solving the problem. But I think the more people, everyday people see the difference and kind of realize whenever, wherever we go, we kind of effed up anyway. So why not try this Bitcoin thing? And, um, you know, I think we as a community should embrace this a bit more. We are sort of the weird um, anarch cap or if you want to go um, anti-establishment thing. Um, maybe like a punk rock used to be. We kind of are the new punk rocksters now. Yeah. Um, and instead of sometimes bending the rules a bit, uh, we should just embrace that fact more and go like, hey, if you want a solution now, there is one. Yes, we're building crazy fast to solve these current issues like, you know, the volatility and mm -hmm. making self-custody easy and all of that stuff. But if you do want it, theoretically, you can already live outside of that press system without any hassles um have you therefore also in your user number seen a huge spike um like in india in the global south generally yeah. speaking or has your user base been completely off uh, the western world for example or have you also had to grow there so the majority of our users do come from the us uh i'd say 40 percent. but okay. right after that our user growth is highest in india nigeria so it's, it, 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 I mean, we're not targeting these countries, right? It's not that we're specifically trying to get users from India or Nigeria because we're not doing any paid advertising as such. But I, I know in India, like just being from there, that the organic effect is so strong and people there have so much potential. They're so hardworking that it's like, like I went for a blockchain conference in India last year and there were literally 10 year olds who knew how to code. They were just learning about Bitcoin, thinking that, okay, this is the future um, you know, whether they're, the government accepts it right now or not, like there, there's a lot of issues, but they have so much belief that things will get better and that they can change the country. So I think a lot of this does come from countries like India, Nigeria, um, even Vietnam, we had a lot of people, Philippines, Indonesia, all these countries, like, I think these are the countries where they see a lot of the problems firsthand and they understand. And that's why they're so eager to to be fast with Bitcoin and try to implement that in any way they can, right? Like, it just goes back to the fact that I was seeing that the US and Europe, people are a little more ignorant there, that they see Bitcoin as a, you know, something you can get rich of. Uh, you trade it, the price is going to go up, there's volatility, there's, you know, let's let's be, there, be in it for the long term because the price is going to go up. But why is the price going to go up? Nobody really understands that. They don't, they're the ones I think who actually don't understand the root causes. Um, and a lot of our users come from these other countries because they're the ones that understand. I mean, it's so it's just so evident that their country is going through so much, whatever, so much shit. And it's all over the media. So um, it's not being covered up. So I think that's why growth right now over there is definitely higher. But I, I see Europe and U.S. following as well. It's just it really it's just education. Education is key. The minute people are willing to learn and do learn like any country can be high in adoption.
I think also the current situations you face in Europe and, and America or just like the Western world, as we want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in a while, people have to think about stuff like, oh, inflation has actually ever been around. So like, you know, why did it take 2%? They're now speaking of 3% and now it's a 10%. Yeah. Uh, um, is it the Netherlands that had 20%? I think last year. So like, you know, we have these crazy numbers at one point where you go, that's not normal. So even us start thinking, doing these things, we're still the early ones who, you know, <laughs> think the system is rigged anyway. So like, you know, uh, you exactly. kind of have that first mover's advantage. But um, it's great to see that these countries who do not have that advantage catch up. Um, and I guess once funding is in, because that's the number one goal right now, right? Um, you guys are also thinking about um, translating these the, the content to these different languages, or how do you go about yeah. these things? So um, our actually our number one demanded language is Spanish because we're overall just getting a lot of users from Latin America as well, uh, French as well, uh, Hindi in India. So there's a lot of demand, but there's just you know we have to prioritize at some point and just like. We have a roadmap. We're following that. Um, again, it's like 400 classes on the premium version to translate. So we're in the process. We're working it out. But it's 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 translation is one of the keys to hyper Bitcoinization. Again, right? Like our classes are in very simple English. So yes, if your first language is in English, you can understand everything we're saying. But what about those other 10 people that you want to onboard or orange pill? Like we definitely need it in other languages. Um, so hopefully in the in the next few months it should be it should be there in at least like two more languages and then we'll try to just roll it out in in how many ever we can. We're just trying to find the right tool and the right way to do it. In all the um, conversation you was talking about the developing worlds and things like that, it reminded me of something that Lynn, Lynn Alden was mentioning in her new book Broken Money, and in uh, a recent podcast she did um, about the book in relation to developing countries and how it's interesting that these developing countries just continuously to uh, remain developing and there's on, only been in history like maybe one or two countries or regions that have got them out, out of the got themselves out of the developing status to developed and it just goes to show you that the perpetual death uh, debt spiral death spiral the, the perpetual debt spiral uh, of fiat yeah. money and that the, you know the continuation of the inflation and the printing of money and the the IMF loans and things like that you know people you know need to to sort of start to realize that you know these developing countries are are, are desperately trying to get out of the pit um but uh, that's all it was just a comment but one thing also struck me is the censorship by Apple and Google that, that is going on um do you worry about your app being kind of uh, red flagged in any way and have have you thought about how you might circumvent that uh no not at all so sorry i think the sun is like you can see like half of my face right now um no so we don't see that as a problem at all we've had no issues with apple and google so far main reason being is because we are not launching our own token we are not a pump and dump scheme we don't plan on uh, being there for the short term and launching our own cryptocurrency. And those are really the companies that face the issues, right? Like at the end of the day, we are an education tool. We're not we're not a cryptocurrency um, company or service. We're not under any red flags anywhere. Even, even when we're going to start ads and all of that, we have no issues because again, like we are a financial education app, right? There's no, there's no reason we should be blocked or censored, um, 
or any of that. And and with with the way companies are getting like blocked and red flag, red uh, left, right, and center right now, whether it's FTX or Binance, it's all it's all services, right? It's it's custo- it's custodial services. It's other cryptocurrencies. Like we don't have this issue at all. Um, while we do plan on launching other services in the near future and expanding beyond education, we're never again we're never going to be launching our own token. That's just not something that's in the in the plans. And I know VCs talk to us uh, to us about this as well. And some VCs do like the fact that companies have their own token because yeah, yeah, you're you're making quick bucks overnight. But that's not what we're in for. We're in for the long term. Um, Bitcoin only. Bitcoin first. Uh, financial education, you know, we, we're we trying to empower the world. We're not trying to do anything else. Um, so there's no reason at all that we should be red flagged anywhere. Yeah, I think if you speak to any VC and you say you're into Bitcoin or crypto, generally the first question is always like, do you have your own token? Exactly. And at which price do we get? What pr- proportion? Um slight side dick there to our VC friends. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned a very um, interesting point. And I could imagine this is also a discussion point if you especially focus on certain areas, let's say, you know, remote areas in Africa, remote cities, smaller countries. Um, have you also thought in the long-term vision of your roadmap to go down a web-based solutions or offer different kinds of places to use Wiser? Because, um, you know, yes, smartphone usability and stuff keeps growing, but, you know, for maybe there is specific use cases where you can't get a smartphone and still get access to to the education no you're you're absolutely right um again so many plans in in the future and so many things we want to do on our roadmap it's just it's just a matter of getting things uh prioritized but for sure we want to launch a web version um this is again kind of targeting an older audience because we know that a lot of people are not comfortable on their phones or they're just not used to, you know, using apps and scrolling through social media. Maybe this is for a younger audience. So we have we have gotten requests to launch a, a, a web version. We also want to be able to provide offline access. So again, this is completely remote areas, um, places where you know people have slow internet access or or no internet access at all. Um, they'll be able to just somehow use the classes uh, at, which are pre-installed, which are pre-downloaded beforehand. So. We're working on all of these features. Um, some people prefer video. We also realize that there are uh, people who are handicapped and you know need different ways to learn as well. So we have videos in the works as well. We're kind of um, we're actually working on three really nice videos right now to Orangeville people, but three videos explaining why you actually need to use Bitcoin and why it's such an empowerment tool. And and we're explaining this in less than one minute. So. The first video is going to be talking about inflation, just, you know, all these discussions that we just had. We'll be talking about the socioeconomic issues. Um, we'll be talking about ways to target different people. So all of this is in the works. It's just so much to do and and, and so little time. <laughs> I feel you. you. You know, you're doing a lot of hard work in the space. So uh, props to you and your team um, for doing such important work at trying to bring the education um, into the space that's much needed and you're right you, you did find a gap in the market and I hope it you know um, grows um, not only for your benefit but for everyone that comes a- across and sort of educates himself in Bitcoin it's a great orange pill exercise but talking of your roadmap um, got me thinking about what question to ask you or what word to come up with with our all roads lead back to bitcoin question that we always do at the end of our show because all roads do lead back to bitcoin um so we we came up with the word waffle 
<laughs> seeing as that you're in Belgium, right? Yeah, Am exactly. I, right thinking? Yeah. yeah. So um, how does Waffle relate back to Bitcoin? Um, so can you explain nice that? Nice easy actually? one for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we do a quiz at the end of our uh, episodes. Or, uh, we, okay. we just do a challenge at the end of, uh, end of our episodes. And it's the all roads lead back to Bitcoin challenge. So okay. we give you a word or a phrase. And you've got to try and relate that word or phrase back to oh. um, Bitcoin in some way. So... Um, Think about the word waffle and, mm -hmm. and how you can relate that back to Bitcoin in some way. And okay. if you don't Let have any way that. of going into it, you can also go down the route of like, oh, you know, there's this waffle guy and you can buy with Bitcoin. So that, that's always okay, your safe okay. option. It's, it's a bit we'll, of a cop-out. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, we'll we'll see. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's so funny that you bring that up because uh, there... So, okay, Belgium's a very small country. Antwerp's a very small city. Um but we, like me and my husband, always go around and find, you know, restaurants or little small joints that are actually accepting Bitcoin payments. There is a place. There's actually a waffle place that accepts Bitcoin payments, <laughs> which is so great. And it's Brilliant. so funny that I didn't even think about it until you said it. But yeah, all roads do lead to Bitcoin because uh, you would never think that that a waffle stand is um, is, is going to be one of the first adopters in Antwerp. No, but there, there's there there are a lot of restaurants, small little joints. Um, Again, all these people have just come to Bitcoin meetups and been educated and they're like pro Bitcoin. And now they, they you know, they see it as, uh, I, I don't know why they've adopted it. I don't know how educated they are, but it's something that they do. And yeah, I, I'm actually going to send you guys a picture and, and send that information on later. But that's so, yeah, that's so cool that, um, that came up. But there's, there is a waffle guy around the corner who actually accepts Bitcoin payments. So super exciting. Perfect. <laughs> Well, we'll yeah. definitely link him in the show notes for the listeners. Yeah. And if you're an yeah, sure. you know, give yourself a waffle. <laughs> you <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, um, yeah, we could work on, you know, it's going viral and like getting to Amsterdam for the conference. It's not yeah. too yeah. far away. So yeah, that yeah, be, yeah, that'd be yeah exactly. We're, we're going to be in Amsterdam, actually. It's like an hour and a half away from here, not too far. So, yeah. Cool. We'll see you there then. Oh, you're going to be there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll try and make it happen. But before we um, get to the end of it, Sanjana, I'm, yeah. I'm interested. Which conference did you guys decide to, to launch Wiser? I know we went a bit back and forth there now, but when uh, Amsterdam came up, I was like, oh, could have been that one. <laughs> oh, you mean which one we met at? Yes. And you, from the sound of it, you said we met there and we decided yeah. we want to do So it was Weiser. actually Plan B at Lugano last year. Ah, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. So, um, because two of our, our, our Bitcoin developers are from Switzerland as mm -hmm. well. So they end up like attending a lot of these conferences as well. And then we happen to be there and it's, it's so funny how the world works and it's all about timing and you know, how these things come up and like the five of us just didn't know each other before. And that now just with a common mission, <laughs> like everything is aligned and uh, you know, things, things should work from here, but it's just, you find out you have so much in common with just one like one vision to orange fill the world and and get bitcoin into the hands of everyone we possibly can that's a brilliant uh, ending to the episode sanjana thank you so much for your time and um it was um, a brilliant journey down the bitcoin rabbit hole with yourself and uh, wiser uh, i'm gonna go and continue doing some quiz um doing this quiz and um i'll hopefully see you in amsterdam for sure. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Joel. It was great speaking to you both. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.